Welcome back, everyone. This is episode five of the podcast. I am so happy to have you all back, and I'm so thrilled about our next guest. His name is Max Mirho. He is from the West Coast, but he currently attends college in Pittsburgh, and he is a LinkedIn influencer of, of some sort on the entrepreneurial space. He is the host of the Entrepreneur Series on LinkedIn and a really good friend of mine that has taught me a lot about entrepreneurship and about cre- creating and crafting ideas. And for the purpose of this podcast, I wanted to bring him on because I want to talk to him about what led him to entrepreneurship, what led him to, to get um, to where he is today, and, and how has it been from, a, from, a, from his perspective, coming from high school into college, into entrepreneurship. So without further ado, I want to bring on Mr. Max Miro, and he is a really good friend of mine, and I can't, can't wait to, for you guys to, uh, to meet him. So. Uh, welcome to the show, Max. So, hi, I'm Max. Um, I run the Entrepreneur Series on LinkedIn, like he says. Um, I, I've been friends with Jay for a while. Uh, we've been hanging out. It's cool. I learned, actually, you taught me a lot about what I know about digital marketing right now. And I've started freelance um, in digital marketing to kind of uh, just have a little bit more freedom in my schedule. And uh, you taught me a lot of what I know about it. And that's the, uh, you were a big proponent of allowing me to get started with that. So, um, no, yeah, you've helped me just as much as I guess I've helped you. I don't know if I've taught you too much, but... Um, I do spend a lot of my time in the entrepreneurship space and the venture capital space and all of that. So yeah, that's my thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just enjoy, uh, like truly the way that you craft ideas. To be honest, that's, that's actually the one thing that I see where your talent excels because you, you have an understanding of like some, uh, of different aspects of like, market needs so you'll think uh, yeah i get you so i don't know if that comes naturally or it's because you're in school and you kind of have like this fresh knowledge that comes to you from from your education actually i've never asked you what you're going to school for yeah so um i actually uh about a week and a half ago i did graduate so i'm officially um on my own no longer a student very very excited but i've been during all of this during all of my most like all of my journey up until now i have been a student i've been acting under that kind of um that kind of umbrella that kind of blanket and so it's a little weird to be on my own um but it's not too different i'm still staying in pittsburgh i'm still here i'm um still working on more or less the same stuff just i don't have homework anymore but i went to school for business and entrepreneurship so um which makes sense that's where i spend all my time anyway um but yeah, about like ideas. I think I think the like the idea crafting. I'm assuming you're talking about some of the content that I put out around like startup ideas yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, totally. I think I don't know. Like to be honest, like a third of those, um, the third of the third of the posts that I've written about those have been other people just suggesting ideas to me. Um, but most of them is just like I'll be walking around, I'll be thinking, and the there's a big misconception about how startups are run and startups are made. Everybody thinks that it's, you come up with a really brilliant idea and then you run with the brilliant idea and it's all about the idea. It's all about that. It has nothing to do with the idea. And that's why I started the, the series like startup ideas suck. Um, just to kind of make fun of that, that concept. But it's interesting. Like I, I was also interested in that kind of content because it doesn't matter if you're, if you live in the middle of nowhere 
or if you're a big city kid or really even if you're adults, like it's still a pastime no matter how, what your actual education about entrepreneurship is to come up with startup ideas and bullshit startup ideas with your friends. Like everybody that I know does that. Um, it doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter what college you go to. People just like there is a very large group of people that just enjoy it as a concept. They like the, the concept of building a company. Yeah. So entrepreneurship as an interest is out there. And that's why I started that little series and that's why I run with it. But um, yeah, you, you recently, the way you recently did the uh, Twitch um, live stream mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the idea of what was it that you came up with? The, uh, the Netflix uh, or like the, um, the thing to block um, spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that was a friend of mine. My friend of mine, Nithi, came up with that one. That, I, I like that a lot. I, I love that because like it, it could sound to some people as a like you said, as a bullshit idea. And mm -hmm. but in all reality, I did suffer through that time because I was in the process of yeah, flying yeah. back from Bali to Berlin, and I couldn't watch the last episode. Um, and then I had some work stuff to do and I couldn't really like sit down and watch the last episode of Game of Thrones. And it hindered my ability to be online. Because, yeah. So I have to like mm -hmm. thread carefully through my feed, like make sure I don't come up with any spoilers. And I was like, yeah. that is actually a brilliant idea. Especially for- Yeah, I know. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. And I thought it was really topical because like there's two big series and people will joke on the internet about like um, about like fake spoilers or, or like screwing people over or things like that. Um, my friends, Neethi came up with that one a while ago um, and she told it to me. She messaged me over LinkedIn. She's like, I love your series. Actually, I have a stupid little idea and I thought it would be cool. Um, but yeah, the, basically the idea is like a, a little plugin that scans what you're reading on your computer or on your phone and it makes sure if anything pops up with relation to, say, Game of Thrones or with relation to a movie that just came out that you really want to see. Um, you could pick what things to block and it would search for keywords in like tweets or Facebook posts or whatever and it would like blur out anything that might contain spoilers for the shows that you um, don't want to be like spoiled for. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it's um, I think it's awesome. The way that you come up with ideas like that and the reason that I posted that idea, because my friends give me a lot of them, um, is it's it's never just about something cool it's about solving a need um that's how all entrepreneurship functions that's how building a company functions and so the best way to come up with ideas that are that actually start to be valuable like i could come up with an idea right now like let's say like um a business that would be unbelievably powerful um like an idea is just using something like wechat um, which is like the Chinese yeah. um, chatting feature where they do payment through it, they do scheduling through it, they do a lot of different things through it. It would just be WeChat in the US if we combined a bunch of different apps and, and we did something like that that had all the same functionality and it got the same adoption level, you would be the richest man uh, in the United States. Uh, but that's, that's not a need. So it doesn't matter what the idea is, um, it's the implementation and it's, it's like finding something that actually solves a problem. So the best way to come up with actually valuable ideas um, that like have chance to be adopted, that have chance to gain traction, things like that, um, is you walk around and if you have an issue or something is difficult for you or you think, oh, now I got to go through this again or anything that bothers you or bothers somebody else or you see just as a problem, 
think about a way for that to be fixed. And that's that's a decent startup idea. Yeah. So an example is it, spoilers. You're scrolling through and I'm like, oh, if I cared about Game of Thrones, that would screw me over right there. Somebody posting that on Facebook. How dare they? Um, that's a problem. I can fix that with a product. Uh, and that's how Nithi came up with it. And she read that, that to me. And I thought it was really topical. Because, yeah, no, it's absolutely. Uh, was, it's, yeah. All right. So I want to dive in a little bit more into the personal side of you and like, mm-hmm. like talk to me about when you were growing up and say you're in 10th grade high school and and you're making that that decision of like what you want to do you have to start applying for colleges taking you know SATs and all that stuff the exams that you take in the U.S. to uh, you know to get into yeah. debt as I call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> and then, um, like, you know, like, did you have an entrepreneurial mindset then, or, or is this something that developed? Yeah, I'll explain the whole process from high school on. Um, so, I was homeschooled my whole life before high school. Um, I I didn't really socialized with anybody besides my parents, my mom, my sister, my dad. Um, and then in eighth grade, uh, my parents divorced, but it wasn't like a big thing. Um, there was like a, a little bit of a rough time, but then things settled down. And then I went into high school shortly after that. And going into high school, I had absolutely no social skills um, because I was homeschooled my whole life. So I, like, I, I had gone to preschool and the rest of the time, my mom and my dad taught me things. How come, so how I come had, you were homeschooled? What was the, uh, the thought um, process behind that? I, I don't know. My parents thought it would be, I would get a better education that way. Um, there weren't, it, like, in, in their defense, like, it's not in their defense. Like, I think it was a great decision. I absolutely loved it. I learned a ton. I, I think I, a large portion of me being able to learn things um, relatively fast right now is because I was homeschooled. I think it was a really, really great environment for me to grow up in. And as a result, I'm really close to my parents. I think it was, I think it was overall really awesome. Um, and I got to, I didn't deal with like societal pressures while I was young I, at all. I was just like at home okay. and chilling. And so I got to be my own person. So I think that's a big piece of like why I'm just, I, I care a little bit less um, today. Uh, and I think the thought process was that there weren't awesome schools. They really wanted to teach me the right things. And they were like, education was very, very important to them um, for me at a young age. I homeschooled, homeschooled my sister too, for the most part. Um, I did do online school for eighth grade, um, right before high school, because they figured I should get like a little bit more like curriculum focused stuff if I was going to go into high school. Um, but other than that, I just think it was a really, they wanted to know what I was learning and they wanted to have some understanding of like um, what I was doing and have some control over that. So yeah, and it was good. It was a really, really great um, decision in my opinion. I, I really loved it, but. I got into high school and I had no social skills. <laughs> I, I couldn't talk to people. I had a couple of friends because my mom introduced me to a few people that she was friends with and they introduced me to their kids, et cetera. Um, so I did have like one or two friends going into high school, um, but they were the only people that I ever talked to um, at all. Couldn't talk to anybody else for two years. And then around junior year, I started to develop a little bit more of a social understanding and I was kind of an asshole, but um, I could talk to people at least. And that was good. And I started to a little bit of adapt in that kind of sense. Around that time, I moved 
Um, I didn't really have any understanding whatsoever, even up until junior year. I was doing little things like I ran a independent kind of a athletic class, a parkour class, actually, which is kind of dorky. But I ran that out of the, the back of my high school because my dad helped me kind of set that up. Um, and that was my first kind of, I guess, introduction to running something on my own or introduction to leadership or really anything like that. And that I did that during my sophomore year and my junior year. And that was what allowed me to start communicating. Um, and that was like, it gave me the confidence and it gave me the, the structure to, um, start talking to people and making friends and everything like that. So, um, that helped me a ton, but I guess that was I'm not sure if that's, I would call that some form of entrepreneurship, um, because it, it like nothing like it existed before. And I, I, I started it up with my dad and we ran it. That was probably my first introduction, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do or any concept of what I wanted to be when I was older. Uh, I moved my senior year of high school to a new school to a better high school um, in right below Portland, Oregon, um, in a little town called Lake Oswego. And it was the best public school in the state in Oregon, which isn't saying it was an amazing high school, but it was a solid high school. Um, I learned a lot there. I was much more academically challenged. Um, and I made a few friends. It was good. I kind of dawdled, I felt like, through most of that year. Um, and I didn't really again think about too much in terms of like my future um i knew i started having conversations with my dad though that entrepreneurship was interesting he was he really wanted me to go into business to some degree um just to that i could find because there's so business has so many different facets like there, there are plenty of different routes that i could take um in business if i went into it and i was becoming a little bit more of a people person um and i was succeeding within that aspect um, not to say that I had a lot of friends, but I was getting better at communicating, especially with like adults. I'd always been good at communicating with adults better than kids um, when I was younger. Uh, and I, we started having those conversations about um, how starting companies works, all those different things, but it was just very surface level stuff. It was just like reading cool articles. Um, I really still had no idea what I wanted to do. And my parents, I was very, I had a lot of like, social stuff going on um with uh girls at the time um not like a lot it was just like i was i was stressed about girls or i was i was like distracted with different things um and i wasn't focused on the right stuff and so my parents ended up kind of like pulling me through the the college application process and making sure that i like um i applied to the right places and they, they helped me a lot with, they helped me with that a lot um so i was definitely babied when it came to that a little bit but uh at the last minute, we decided to apply to apply to CMU Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, which is a really really big tech school, but they also have an awesome business school. Um, but they're not super well known. They're like um, because of their awesome tech programs, they're right below I would say Ivy League, um, but they're not Ivy League. They're so they, so as a result, they don't have like that pronounced of a reputation. But they're a really solid school. I applied to a bunch of different things, mostly entrepreneurial schools, because that's where my dad was interested in me um, kind of attending. And I was, uh, because my dad would like, had shown me all this different stuff, I was like into it. I knew nothing though. Yeah. Um, I just knew like as a broad concept, entrepreneurship is cool um, or it's interesting. And so uh, spent time doing that, applied to Babson College. Babson, uh, it's, it's like one known as like one of the more entrepreneurial schools yeah. or it's like extremely entrepreneurially focused. I got in there, I was going to go there. Um, and then kind of last minute, uh, I got into CMU and they have a really awesome entrepreneurial program. They're really, really technical. Uh, I knew I didn't want to go into technical schools and I had a bunch of talks with my dad, 
um, and my mom about basically how if I went to a technical school, I wouldn't have to take tech things, but I would get to know a lot of people in the technical industry. And that's really, really helpful in theory if you're building companies or if you want to build products or things like that. And it was just, like, it was overall, I would be at a great business school. I would meet awesome business people, but I would also get to see a technical background. So I would just get a diverse set of understanding it's overall. It's that was the of, idea. Of the, all the parts, basically. Exactly. Yeah. The goal was for me to be like a generalist um, and understand a lot of different things. So I had a lot of different, again, options because um, I have no clue what I wanted to do or really any, any understanding. Um, got to college, immediately loved it, had a great time. CMU was an absolute blast. Um, thinking back to it now, I'm really, really sad that it's over. Uh, but I'm still friends with everybody from there. It's really cool. Still living in Pittsburgh. Still have a lot of friends here. But freshman year, I did jack shit um i i spent all of my time on homework because i was suddenly very very academically challenged um i thought i was a, i was like an upper uh like a pretty pretty smart kid when i was in high school or so i thought and that's why i kind of call myself an asshole because internally my my mental state was like oh i'm hot shit i know how to do math um well, it's, it's, and it's a fascinating thing for me because i i came to the u.s from venezuela and like i see the most advanced high school student in America was not as prepared as I was. And I was an average, almost low B kind of gray student in yeah. the country. Yeah. And I, I literally landed in the US, um, spent a month in Miami with my uncle, and then I went to New Jersey to see my family for a week. And then I came, I went to, to school in Kentucky where my parents, they like, you know, did the whole, like, let's drop you guys off in school. I have a twin brother. So, mm -hmm. you know, they wanted to leave us at the school. I was not even 18 years old yet. And uh, we're going through the whole thing. And they said, have you taken your SATs? Cause like we're, we're, we're mm -hmm. we were going to do first, um, ESL, which is, uh, which is English as a second language, and then, but we still have to like register for our major for the fall semester, and uh, yeah. or for the uh, the spring semester because we we arrived in October. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, I'm like, what is the SAT or ACT? And they're like, oh, it's a test that you have to take. Whatever. There's one next week if you want to take it. I'm like, yeah, sure. So with broken English. And I go into this test where they're going to test my science um, skills, my math skills, and my English skills. And I come back a week after with results of 33 composed on my ACTs and a letter saying that I was in the top 10 percentile of the country, blah, 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 like a plaque and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but to me, it's always been like interesting because I feel that um, from an education perspective, um, in the US, the disparity between high school and college. And I see a lot of like smart kids in high school struggle at first because they, mm -hmm. I don't think like the, it's not like the curriculum is not there. It's just that the challenging process is not there to challenge you at the same level where college challenges. Because you, after, exactly. after the first year, you realize, oh, okay, well, now I got, now I understand how, how I'm going to be challenged here and I can, I can excel or, or do better. 
the legitimate fruit. Interesting. Here. So that's a, that's always been like my point, like the the, the way I see things in that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of have this. I kind of had a similar experience. Um, I don't think I adapted nearly as quick though so my classes just got easier and it wasn't because i was getting smarter or learning how to work better i just my classes just generally got easier uh i i got a i thought i was really hot shit in high school because i got a perfect score on the math section of the sats um not because i'm really smart but because i studied for two years almost every day with my dad on the math section for the sats so I studied really, really hard um, to get a good score on that test. And I, I spent a really, really lot of time um, with my dad because he was very, very motivated for me to do well on that test. So it wasn't because I was hot shit by any means. It was just because I put in a lot of effort. And my dad helped me yeah. put in a lot of effort. But I got that score. I was very, very proud of myself because I'd worked for so long to get it. And I thought it was really cool. Um, I got, and I was good at math. I, like, I, I genuinely was like pretty solid at math. I got to CMU. And my first economics class um, that was mostly mathematics, I got a C in. And the first test, I got a 60% on. And I, like, I was like, holy shit, is this like <laughs> what college is like? I, it's, it scared the heck out of me. Um, and almost all of my friends uh, that I met got scores higher than me on the SATs by far. Um, uh, I met somebody, I was like, oh yeah, I got a, uh, we were talking about our SAT scores. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I actually got a perfect score on the math. And he's like, oh, so did I. And I also got a perfect score on the math one test and the math two test. Cause he took two separate SAT math tests. Um, and I'm still really good friends with him. He's a great guy, but it was just like the people that I met there in the first month were so much more intelligent than me um, in the metrics that I had understood that I my ego was shot down so quickly. How do you handle that? And I still see that. I actually, I, I think I handled it pretty dang well. I still see it as probably the healthiest experience that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Gotcha. Um, just mentally and yeah, emotionally. And that's, just, it, that's something I, 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 I want to dive in a little bit more because um, not every kid um, actually goes through, through something like that the right way. Some of us, and some yeah. of them, you know, could become more affected by, you know, their ego and their and, and, and whatever belief they had of themselves being shut down in a way. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like I want to go in a little bit deeper into that um, with you um, because it's it's important to share that 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 aspect of things. Like, do you think the the fact that you didn't have to deal with so many social pressures growing up because you were homeschooled allow you to kind of like, like you said, not care so much and also allow you to say, okay, well, this is just a, this is small blow or whatever. It's like, it's just a thing that I have to get over and like handle better. Or, or do you think you naturally are that kind of person that, just kind of brushes off this, those things and say, you know what, with whatever. I think I think now, after a lot, after going through CMU, after meeting a lot of smart people, after after getting into the entrepreneurship space, I think now I'm definitely one of those people that if I if I screw up or I'm I'm like if I if somebody else beats me or is better than me at something and I meet them and I'm amazed and and whatever it may be, um, I think I've gone through enough of that now that I don't care nearly as much. 
because especially with LinkedIn, especially with like meeting people, especially with like trying to uh, being in the entrepreneurship space and meeting people in startups and in, in venture and whatever it may be. I meet so many people. I was on a meeting today earlier with a guy um, that he's, his experience level is so out of the goddamn park. Like it's, it's mind blowing to hear the stuff that he's done. Um, I've met like 17 year olds that tried to recruit me for their venture capital company that they're building. Like a seven, and he's he's like run a startup before. Like a seventeen-year-old, like, like there's no way. Like even if I tried to like work unbelievably hard for like the next like two years, I still wouldn't catch up to what he's done. There, I have met so many unbelievable people that have done so many ridiculous things, just hopping on calls and being social on the internet and being at CMU. Um, I think now it's just that I know how many absurd people are out there. There's no way that I could ever probably have an ego again about anything. Um, it, because it, it, I have just been shut down too much. It doesn't matter how hard I work. There's always going to be somebody that's way more kick-ass than me. So I don't think it had anything to do um, with me being homeschooled than I, when I was younger. I think that's more of just um, led to me being um, a person. So like I'm, I'm very flamboyant. Um, I'm very like open with my emotions. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy. I like I, I have a lot of like quirks when it comes to my personality. Um, and I'm very giddy. Like a lot of people have, um, don't think I'm straight or like, like I'll just, like, cause I'm just, I'm a goof. I'm, I'm very, very goofy. Um, and I think that was more as a result of me being homeschooled um, when I was younger. Yeah, no, I'm kind uh, of the same but, way. I, I, I'm that kind of like, so I have a twin brother and, and my twin brother is uh, gay and merry and living, you know, his best life um, up in Seattle. And um, it's, uh, awesome. yeah, no, and he's doing, you know, really great. And, but it's funny because he's the gay twin. I'm the one considered gay and I'm the straight. Because I'm also like you. I'm like very, you know, quirky with my personality. I'm very open with my emotions. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that, um, and, and, you know, from an artistic perspective, being a photographer, I, I see beauty in everyone. Yeah. So I have no problem, like, you know, looking at a really good looking man and say, God, damn, I have to take a yeah no same I, yeah I, <laughs> I totally you know like i need it on my portfolio i need to have this you know added to to my to my work and uh and then i've also been kind of like fashion for in my in, in my style and like i don't care necessarily if it's something that you know probably like more gay people wear if i like it i will wear it i don't care like we yeah, just came out whatever. with um this pride <clears throat> pride reebok um, for, for, for Prime on and yeah. they're gorgeous. And it's the, it's the white classic shoe and the stitching is in rainbow. Why wouldn't I want to have that? Like, and I've been looking for them here in Germany and I can't find them and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like why? No, yeah, My friend totally bought them in New so. York and I was like, I need to have those. And like most people will say like, why? Are you going to wear those shoes? And crazy enough, a 17-year-old taught me that the definition of masculinity is being so secure with your feminine side that you're never threatened by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And that blew my mind because as an adult, someone half my age told me that. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wild, I just yeah. got schooled by... <laughs> I feel that. Trust me, I feel that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 
what advice, what, what kind of like, what would you say to someone that is not that 17 year old that you met that has these ideas and, and that is excelling at such a high level, but has a talent and wants to develop it, but he's, you know, afraid of not, you know, of what others might think or afraid of like not being good enough. Because like one of the things I've noticed is like um, most adults when they meet someone young and that are talented, they say, hey, you have a talent, develop this talent, work on it, like do yeah. something with it. Stop playing video games, do this. And then the kid goes out there and starts building a business or starts performing or doing something with whatever the talent is. And then they're like, so why should we take you seriously? You're just a kid. Yeah, I get you. So I've seen a lot of that. Um, I think I think the typical answer that you get from a lot of other places um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to like if you want to start your own thing um, is what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for permission to do it? Um, nobody's waiting for fucking permission. Like it's I like when I was learning when I, like, I had a tons of ideas and I was I was really, really interested. And I spent after college. So I, I spent my first year. Um, doing jack whatever. I, I did schoolwork and that was all I was focusing on because I wanted to get good grades yeah. because I was still in that mindset. Second year, um, I was mostly focused on social stuff, finding friends, finding a girlfriend, all of that. And I still didn't understand what I was learning. I wasn't learning anything entrepreneurial from school, nothing like that. Um, but at the end of junior, uh, at the end of my sophomore year, I started connecting myself to local startup CEOs. And I just went on a networking spree for a year and a half, connecting with everybody in the entrepreneur space that I possibly could and just learning and just asking them questions. How did you, how did you find product market fit? How did you build your company? How did you know your idea was a good idea? And I eventually started to learn the actual like understanding of entrepreneurship and that's how I got into it. Um, and then I started fiddling with my own ideas. Uh, that was like the overall process and we can go into that later if you want. But the, I had plenty of ideas and I was working on a lot of different things. And during that year and a half of just straight networking, um, I wanted to do so many different little things. Um, and I wasn't waiting for permission. And I kept seeing stuff on social media from like places like, um, Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever it may be. Um, he's great. He's awesome. But he, none of that stuff on the internet taught me anything. Um, I wasn't waiting for permission. People kept saying, it's like, Oh, you're waiting for permission. Just go do it, man. I'm like, well, no, I don't know what to do. It's not like I have ideas and I'm just like waiting and I'm worried what people are going to think of me when I do it. Like who gives a damn? Like it's, it's about just how do I start that? Like what tools do I use? Like how do I find customers? How do I like actually like get people to start getting interested in the stuff that I'm working on? How do I start to develop a, a small product? How do I iterate on that? How do I find a market need? Like what do I do to actually create a company? It's not, it's not, I, I, it bothers me so much. Like, it's not that I'm asking for anybody to, to let me do it or I'm, I need to be helped along. I just, and I don't need to be told what to do. I just need a little bit of support. Like, oh, talk to this person. He actually went through the process recently and he's currently building a website on a similar thing that you're talking about. Why don't you go talk to him, ask him how exactly how he's building the goddamn website. That stuff is helpful. Why don't you ask this entrepreneur who's really obsessed with finding market, like finding market fit and finding problems within um, a certain vertical, why don't you go ask him how he does customer discovery? He'll tell you exactly what he did for his current company. That's helpful. 
that teaches me the exact steps for how to go out, how to find a potential customer, how to identify a market need, and how to get goddamn started. It has nothing to do with, um, it has nothing to do with people like me worrying about what people are going to think. If you try stuff, people are going to think it's cool, and if people make fun of you, okay. Like it's, it doesn't like you hear that everywhere. You're always going to hear ignore the haters nobody has haters like you if you build something unbelievably successful sure you're gonna have haters but 97 percent of the 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 feedback that you're gonna get is you're kicking ass dude that's awesome like it you don't have to worry about that worry about finding out what to actually do and then get started and as soon as you get that little first step started as soon as you build the website and advertise like with a couple of ads as soon as you um like send out that email to to set up a meeting with an interesting CEO like whatever the fuck that little first step is to to building that product to finding that customer to, to satisfying that need or to just like starting consulting starting freelance whatever your goal is as soon as you take that first step you're going to get hooked on the process if you get a little bit of traction what you're working on you will get hooked on the process and it doesn't matter if people make fun of you because you're going to be talking to more people that care rather than people that are going to be making fun of you because that's just, that's how it works. Like you're going to end up surrounding yourself with people that are more interested in the business because that's productive for the goddamn business. It's stop worrying about what people think because people aren't going to make fun of you. And if they do, okay, no, you're not going to end up talking people, to them. Yeah, anymore. exactly. You need to like brush off. Then yeah, you have just learn the stuff. That's, that's exactly what I'm, <laughs> what did you say? So there you have it, folks. Mr. Matt. Yeah, it's, that's why I'm doing the entrepreneur series. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the Entrepreneur Series. Yeah. The Entrepreneur Series is built around providing the information to take that first step in whatever venture yeah. you're trying to get into. It's not about fluff. It's not about motivation. It's not about inspiration or anything like that. It's me trying to do many entrepreneurial processes in front of you live on a stream and on social media via videos. So literally, you could pull up my video and pull up Google Chrome and do the same fucking thing. And start something like that's it's that's yeah. the goal. It's just I, you need people need information, not inspiration. I find it really interesting. Like I, I never thought that our first conversation would lead to this conversation. Um, just a little background here: we were introduced out of you wanting to do something or you have done something about um, one of your ideas or your projects, uh, you know, you said, okay, well, let's do photography. And, and you went through the process of like getting that client, doing the job, delivering, whatever. And a lot of people question you on, on how much you charge. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, with, with a lot of validity, I might say, because like you did actually totally. did it in a way where like you had no understanding of, how much it would cost no, and you was, just said oh, it was so much money and then like photographers in the in, in, in the medium kind of like freak fuck out and said what are you doing <laughs> <Max>? <laughs> like yeah. you're killing us and um and then uh i think it was lila lila smith uh, who first said you need to speak to jay um and and that, that, a whole, that, that started the whole thing and and then, and we had a conversation about that, and I think our first conversation was mainly on that. And then I started watching your series a little bit more, and and realized that you know what you were doing actually had so much value compared to um, to what 
like the content that you see on LinkedIn is either someone trying to sell you something in a way, mm-hmm. someone just giving life advice, uh, someone just sharing their story and their journey. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I have seen someone other than you doing something like what you do, which is providing yeah. the, 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 the sort of value that actually leads to, someone, to something and teaches someone to say, okay, well, I have these ideas. I just need to mm-hmm. take action. Like, to give that, someone that comfort and that, that understanding, because I feel like a lot of kids like, need that to say, like, I, I have met, I don't know, 14-year-olds with brilliant ideas that try to do something mm-hmm. because, well, they're bored at home. They can't get yeah. a job. Uh, yeah. They can't get a job on the, uh, in the world right now because, well, they're 14. It's illegal for them yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. But they want to do something. They have ideas. They want they have this desire of building something for themselves. And which is, I think is great because like at 14, I did not give a fuck about my future at all. Yeah, same. Okay, I was, you know, my parents are gonna support me forever. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just worrying about, you know, going to France in the summer or going to the US in the summer. Like I don't, that's all I care yeah. at the time. And, uh, um. Yeah, no, I, I truly do appreciate the, the, what you bring to, to the table. Um, and, and it's one of the reasons I actually truly wanted to have you on the, on the podcast because, like, I think your mindset is it's not just so much of, like, that hustling entrepreneur. Your mindset is more of, like, let's build something and let me show you how you can also do it. I'm going to work on my shit, but at the same time, how do I – promote it for someone else to actually do the same things and to actually, you know, develop and see that if I can do it, they're probably more talented than I am and they can do it too. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need to be smart. You don't need to be some brilliant, like son of a gun. You don't need to have a ton of money to, to start something yeah. entrepreneurial. We it really, have, it's, we can all just be, uh, um, Elon Musk. Happy yeah, like exactly. That. <laughs> so we could be like a, you don't need to be smart. We could be, we like could a be death, fourteen like to do death it. Not particularly smart, there's but a, yeah, <laughs> there there's a ton of like that. all the big entrepreneurs. They um, they're so glorified. Everything about the big entrepreneurs and all the big successes and all the venture capital and all the billion dollar exits and blah blah blah, blah is also glorified, and that has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. That's just like the cream of the crop in a very specific sect of startups. Like you can build a lifestyle business at at in a tenth of the time with a tenth of the effort and be unbelievably happy and sell that. And like you, there's, there are so many options when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's like literally possibly the most broad yeah. field that you can go into. Um, but there's so little information on it because the only thing that the media likes to promote because it grabs the most attention is people like Jeff Bezos, people like Elon Musk, people like, uh, yeah. you know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, everybody. And that's like why that. my so focus that's the, what uh, I'm trying to solve. On the podcast here is like to talk to, to the people that, like yourself, like myself, we're not mm-hmm. big people. I mean, I would love to have Kanye West on my show. 
talk a little bit about mental health here. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, <laughs> because I do, like, you know, in the topic of how talent and, 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 and then working towards like developing yourself and growing, like, you know, maximizing your talent, like the effect that it has mentally, like we all go through, through the stress of like, you know, we're building businesses, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, we phone calls with clients, clients that get mad at you, you know, all of that and all those pressures could have, especially in young people can have a, an effect mentally, you know, it could be, or a lot of people say no, like you build a great idea and you go to the VCs and they're like, nope. Yeah, fuck you. Exactly. It's... So those things we have, and and I think like it's important for people like you to continue to like showcase that, you know what? Yes, you're going to be told no. Yes, you're going to be, but don't worry because eventually you're going to get it. And and I, that's one thing I, I I I try to do myself um, when I talk to people and and yeah, like I can see, you know, look, we can see like the effects, like you know that that the whole fame and talent has had on Kanye, you know, and his mental health, and for him to actually be so open about it and for him to be so, um, in a way kind of saying, well, how do we fix the process of actually dealing with that mental health issue with those, you know, how do we humanize it more? Like, guys, crazy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, love, love him or hate him. He does have a really good intention when it comes to that subject with and because yeah. he's living it. And um, I recently saw the interview that he had with um, Dave Letterman, which I would recommend to everyone. Um, just so you guys know, this show's being pre-recorded. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's going to be out when the podcast goes live. But, um, but yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, or if you have, you, you probably understand at this point that you're listening to this, um, what we're talking about here. Um, if not, then go ahead and, and, and watch it and, and find it because it is, uh, it does have um, a lot of value in there um, to actually um, for those who, who who want to know how to deal with, you know, how to manage yourself better and like not let things get to your head, so that you can be more balanced. And it does have like you know, it could either be where like all the success gets to you, or all the uh, failures get to you. So how do you handle mm-hmm. that? That's like it's always been like in my head, and the reason why I kind of wanted to do the show and talk to people that are handling things better, people that are struggling with it, people that have, you know, your kind of attitude was like, you know what, I don't care, bring it. Because I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't care how many times I get punched down. <laughs> what else do you have? Like, keep, keep yeah. coming at me. And that's, totally. that's always been like my mentality. Like, and, 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 for, and for me, it's always been an issue kind of like understanding people's no, I hate using this word, but like for context here, like some, somehow, like the weakness that, that you, like someone like me might perceive from others because they get affected so easily by others. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, it's always been a conflict and, and, and the empathy of, you know, for me to say, okay, well, how do I manage this? How do I, how do I become more sympathetic to, to the people that are actually, because it is a problem, it's not their fault. You know, it is something that they have to work yeah. with. They don't, they're, they don't all, we're not all wired the same. So 
and I, the reason why I always want to talk about this stuff and 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 make awareness towards it. Yeah. Any final absolutely. thoughts? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> I've, I've bitched a lot about entrepreneurship currently and education currently. So what's next for you? I think I've gotten a lot of interest. What's next for me? Um, building my series up, doing a lot more live shows um, on Twitch, trying to build a following because people are seem do seem to enjoy that. I got to get back on the LinkedIn content, do a little bit of stuff there. Um, but in the meantime, I'm building my business. I run a business in Pittsburgh, um, helping startups connect to other startups. Um, and it's, it's a little social, exclusive social network for founders um, in the ecosystem. And if we can get the sponsorship structure for that reformatted and if we can get um, a little bit more happening when it comes to helping venture capitalists and investors get into Pittsburgh um, that haven't classically been there, if we can be kind of the boots on the ground for them, then I think the business can really start to go somewhere. But um, just little entrepreneurial things, lots of different opportunities, just trying to figure out what works. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, oh well. That's good. Yeah. How do I get you to, yeah. uh, to join me on the traveling? <laughs> I'm going to start traveling really soon. Yeah. The second, probably at the end of the summer. I think once, at the, like, once I'm at the end of the summer, I'll have a really nice stable footing on my clients, um, on like the work that I'm doing. I'll have it in like a nice routine and, um, I'll have flexibility well, I to, to buy tickets to travel places. I'll be back in Berlin by then. And uh, my couch is your couch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, man. I'm mad excited. It's been awesome to have you on the show. It's been amazing to have a conversation. I know we talk a lot and we've had you know, plenty of conversations in the past, always rambling about <laughs> stuff. And, and I, I like this one a lot because... It is on a very personal level. A lot of people that I'm going to talk to on this podcast is first time speakers. You're probably one of the ones that I've had more conversations with and I stay more in touch with on a, you know, on a more constant basis. So um, I appreciate you for being on the show. Um, yeah, thank you for having and me. And then, yeah, dude, I enjoy the summer. Great Absolutely, tonight. I 100% will. And the success keep rolling. Yeah, I'll keep you updated on everything I'm working on. All right, man. Next time we talk, I'll be in Cape Town. So awesome! Yeah. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna I be super fun. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you on the stories, I guess. Yeah. All right, absolutely. <laughs> Have a good you day. Too.